question for you. Yes, Joey. I have an answer. Do you like films? Films are all right. <laughs> all right. Well, there's our intro then. <laughs> this is an experiment. Brian and I were started, by the way. Um, I assumed. We'll call this the criteria, criteria not experiment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to find out whether or not Brian or I like films for real, <laughs> because I guess Criterion knows a, a thing or two about films. Um, I have pulled the Criterion mission statement. Oh, good. Um, it's super long, uh, and it's full of lots of name dropping, so I don't think I need to read most of it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I want to make sure that they're legit by how many names they can drop. I don't think it would be Criterion if it wasn't pretty pompous there's a lot of names in here okay i don't know who most of them are well then again that's hitting the marks of being criterion okay because you don't know what is actually going on in it since 1984 should i read this in a more pompousy voice uh yeah if you can let's get some Mm. yeah some more back back of the throat maybe Mm, yeah since 1984 the criterion collection a continuing series of important classics and contemporary films has been dedicated to gathering the greatest films from around the world and publishing them in editions that offer the highest technical quality and award-winning original supplements is that accurate with what you know of criterion thus far thus far i guess okay by supplements do they mean like bonus features extra features yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically that's fancy speak for bonus, for, for features. bonus features all right just making sure continue this is very criterion then mm-hmm. over the years as we moved from laser disc okay and then they talk about dvd laser disc online streaming we know this they're finally there the times have changed blah blah blah. our commitment to publishing the defining moments of cinema for a wider and wider wait wider our commitment Oh, one thing remained constant. Sorry, that was like an important part of that sentence. Oh. One thing remained con- constant, our commitment to publishing and defining moments of cinema for wider and wider audiences. Yeah, that is uh, critical. <clears throat> All right, now, this is the name drop. I'm going to see how many of these you know. Okay. The foundation... The foundation Thank of you. the collection is the work of such masters of cinema as Renoir... Uh, it's a f- I'm familiar... I've heard the name before. Godard. I'm sure I'm pronouncing most of Like the cheese? Go- Goddard. <laughs> Goddard? G-O-D-A-R-D. No, I don't know that Kurosawa, one. which we are Yeah, that one with. I'm familiar. Even before I was familiar. Cocteau? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck us. Uh, full- what do you expect? You throw that one at me. Cocteau. <laughs> That's not a real thing. That's, it's a fake thing. Fellini. Uh, no. Bergman. Ron Bergman? Tarkovsky. Hitchhawk. Hitchcock. Hitchcock, Hitchcock, I know. Hitchcock, I don't think I know. Dude, there's like two more lines. I'm skipping that. Okay. Um, Basically, their thing is presenting the director's true vision of a film onto whatever is the highest version quality-wise that they can get at the time. So they'll sit with the director and restore old footage. And is this this how you wanted it to look, Mr. Kurosawa? So they want every movie to be the director's cut of Blade Runner? Uh, well, maybe. I don't Just know. Just like less unicorns and narrations? <laughs> I've never seen or Blade Runner. Or more unicorns? Have... Unicorns? I've only seen the director's cut. I think I can't compare it to the regular. I have that Either version way, I was bored. of Blade Runner that has like three different versions in it, but okay. I've not watched it. If it's on Criterion Collection, we'll watch it later. Well, yeah, absolutely. We'll have to check um, that one. <laughs> it might not be. They, I think he beat the Criterion to the punch. Like, I'm going to release my own director's uh, cut. Yeah. We don't need Criterion for this right. shit. Uh, says when, whenever possible, we work with the directors and cinematographers to ensure the look 
of our releases does justice to their intentions. So, your your announcer voice is very rich. Yeah, it, I, it feels like um, talking when you're like out of air. It just That's sounds like how it feels it, to me. It's it like, kind of sounds like if uh, the movie um, trailer guy had like a bunch of maple syrup in his throat. <laughs> like he just got done eating like waffles covered in maple syrup. It's like <laughs> to be fair, I usually have just finished drinking maple syrup, so that's not too far off. Well, that's where I assume the voice came from. It has so, that origin. As two explorers of film, yes, two aficionados of film. I, I think explorers is probably the more that's yeah appropriate term because. We don't really know where we're going or which ones we're going to watch at any given time. So what we're not going to do is we're not going to go through Criterion one at a time because that's stupid. Very dumb. And a lot of other shows do that more likely. Yeah. More, more so. There's a, lot um, of, there's a lot of French movies in there that frankly terrify me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to watch some of them. Yeah, I know. Well, we have to. Um, and that's, we'll, We're not doing this for our benefit. Yeah. We're doing this for your benefit, listeners. For, yeah. For the edu, education, the cinema, cinematic education of you all. Uh, next, we'll say um, blue is the warmest color yeah. for a little bit of a palate cleanser Just, after this one, which is on Criterion already yep. for some hot, hot scissor action. Well, it's a contemporary classic yeah. classic masterpiece that um, has a lot of, uh, uh, what did they call them? DVD extras? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are those called? Uh, what are they? Um, so, uh, original award-winning original supplements. Supplements, thank you. Oh, yeah, like the vitamins. Yeah, but all I know is every time you click on Blue is the Warmest Color on Netflix, it's right at the lesbian scene for some reason. <laughs> does, does Netflix remember where you left? Oh, it does, does it? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it does. That's why, Joey. It's just because you went there and left it there. Well, and then you're like, wow, this is long. I'm going to walk away now. Yeah, this is, it's comically long. But that's a discussion for episode two. Right, that's, uh, first, I don't even know how we ended up on deciding to do this movie first. Well, it's, it's one of those movies that I feel like every time I've heard about Criterion, it's like, this one is one of the first ones mentioned. Right, right. So I think that's why we kind of went with it. It sound, it felt like a safe, like, criterion movie, yes. if that makes sense. Well, and I guess we should say what it is. We're That'd talking about Seven Samurai, by uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa. 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 Um, I'm, I'm going to... This is the disclaimer that I'm not going to pronounce any of these names right for the remainder of this episode. Absolutely zero of them. We're going <clears> to <throat> not purposely butcher them, but they will be butchered every single one. So I have not seen this until this uh, show began, and I'm assuming the same for you? Correct. Same as same as myself. Okay. This movie is uh, three hours and 26 fucking minutes long. <laughs> Um, and it's three hours and 26 minutes you're very aware of. Yeah. The, the funny thing was, is I was kind of talking, like, I talked to Matt, I talked to coworkers and stuff about how, oh, I got to watch Seven Samurai because we're talking about it for this new show idea. And every single person I brought it up to was like, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> like, no one was like, oh, that's such a great, great film. Yeah. Everyone was just, oh, that's, that's so long. <laughs> that that <laughs> one, that's that's when you're starting with. It has, to give you the listeners a, an idea, it has its own built-in intermission. That's it does. A l- proper inter- intermission, not just like pause your DVDs here. You can get up, make a sandwich, go to the bathroom, <laughs> come back, to and be- still have another two minutes of intermission you're, time. You're skipping ahead to page two of my notes. I'm sorry. But since sorry. I do have that on there, I would like to say more movies need intermissions. <laughs> it's pretty nice, right? Yeah. Like, if you're sitting there, you have to piss. You got you to gotta get up. You got to stretch your legs, especially with a movie this long. But the only other intermission I could think of was the Monty Python 
uh, in there's, the Holy Grail. Uh, I've seen. Have you seen? It, there's one in Gone with the Wind. If you've seen not, Gone with the Wind, Gone with it's the another. Wind. That's another one. That's is it on Criterion? Incredibly long. Not, then I'm no. I think it's too well known. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I think. I, I, I think. I, I, fuck that. Too many uh, people know that one. It just says intermission. More movies need this. And then as soon as the thing popped up, and then translation intermission, I started going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So did I. It's the. It, it, it's the. Um, uh, it's the classic version of the P app that you can get for your phone. <laughs> the the run P. The run it's P built app. into the movie. Yeah, it's it's a built-in run P. Uh, so Seven Samurai is from 1954, <clears throat> and the film takes place in 1587. Um, I believe this is the longest uh, it ever took to do a sequel to a movie. This being the prequel to The Last Samurai, starring Tom Cruise, <laughs> which is. Uh, this is this is the prequel to the sequel. Well, this is or the is prequel this, to the Last Samurai. The Last Samurai. There's probably other ones in there somewhere. I, as far as I know, there's the only two samurai movies that have ever existed. Oh no, wait, I take that back. Ninja Turtles three, Turtles in Time. <laughs> That's there probably are in there somewhere too. Samurais in that. Well, that one came out before Tom Cruise's Last Samurai when he saved the Japanese people. Right, the white guy. Has the white to guy save saved the, the Japanese yeah, yeah, people. Of course, of course. Um, so this movie. Black and white, uh, period piece. So, uh, I meant to look up before we started, and I didn't. Do you know what a samurai is? Uh, I did look it up, actually. Okay. Funny thing. Because, and I'll bring it up, there are a couple different ways samurai are portrayed in this, and I was really confused because, you know, samurai to me have always been a super honor-bound, honor like, trained warrior. Uh, but in this movie... Samurai are apparently also rapists all the time. And apparently you can just go to a town and there's just tons of them. Yeah, it, it's basically if if you're a farmer, you have a, a skullet, like bald head yeah. and hair around the sides. And then if you're a samurai, you have cool robes. What's the dinosaur the, with the, that they look like? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the know. ramming one. Yeah. Uh, it just rams. Ramosaurus. Ramosaurus. Ramosaurus Rex, probably? Yeah, probably. Off to a great start. So, it's Samurai, also known as Ronin. Yes. Uh, so, you know, this is going to make me sound really stupid because I don't know what a lot of this actual historical stuff is, but do you have Samurai up, up on your thing? I, I do have it up, if you'd like to know. I would. It, um, so, this is what I was reading on Wikipedia. And I'll just as read. Where most my knowledge as where most history knowledge for myself comes from anymore now. But they're basically, um, I mean, an easier way to think of them is kind of like knights, but from Japan. But they're of um, middle and upper upper class. Uh, uh, so they're just uh, rich knights, warriors, basically. Okay. Yeah, and um, let me are all samurai for hire. No, like they you just fought, become a they samurai kind of, is they, like a business move. No, they would fight for a lot of them would fight for their feudal lords. Okay, and they would remain loyal to the people, typically the people above them. So their loyalty was more to the people above them, and mm -hmm. maybe not even necessarily directly above or above those people. One of the things I read about was that if there's like a lower lord, they'll be loyal to that lower lord. But if that lower lord doesn't want to like be chummy with the big king emperor lord or whoever is above him yeah. like he'll leave and take his samurai with him so oh. they kind of go to whoever's directly above them and they don't necessarily care as much about like the greater good okay and then on the effect of whether they are actually noble or not that's kind of like just um a more modern take on the samurai people have put that sort of 
stereotype of the samurai on them being very honorable. They were like shitty samurai. Okay. So, so they weren't are, all like there super There are great. bad cops. There are bad cops. Uh, this says, uh, follows a story uh, looking for masterless samurai, Ronin. Ronan. Yeah. Oh, oh, I guess the, and I the think, Keanu Reeves movie must have come directly after this because there was only yeah, this 47 is, left. The Keanu Reeves one was after this one, but before the last Samurai. And, and, and before the, Turtles in Time. Right, and before Turtles in Time. Well, okay. Turtles in Time was kind of like, just like, you know, every, normal everyday Samurai. Okay. And then, then you start getting down to the last remaining ones, the 47, and then there's only one left, and that's Tom Cruise. Right. And okay. actually, a fun thing, like... There were actually samurai who were not all Japanese, as I found on my research, too. Some were um, a couple. The first noted one, I believe, was, I think he was Dutch. So he, first samurai? No, not the first samurai, but the first non, oh, non, non-Japanese non okay. samurai Okay, was part of a boat crash. And he was left there. And him and his buddy ended up being com- becoming like honorary samurai with titles and deeds and wealth and women Weird. and everything given to them. Huh. So it's not like uncommon for a white guy to be a samurai. Well, I guess it probably is uncommon, but it happens. Okay. So basically, the or Tom Cruise movie is fact. It's a documentary. It's yeah. a documentary. Got it. There's nothing fictional about that. So Seven Samurai. Uh, the entire thing that kicks off the story is a bunch of farmers are getting constantly raided by bandits. Uh, out in the mountains and the hills it's like these simple people uh they shave their heads and then they still put like hats on them even though their heads well are you have sunburns yeah but they're more don't, they're don't more, shave your head <laughs> they're more susceptible to so it it's, uh, anyway um they come up with the plan that they know that these bandits are going to come raid them as soon as their barley grows and i wrote down what the fuck is because barley. they literally say that the bad guys say that as soon as the barley to themselves, came. and then one villager happened to be hiding. Yeah, and excuse me, he overheard them. It. Yeah, so, so he they the town comes up with the idea to hire seven or no, not seven. They don't wait. Have you didn't idea. know what barley was? Uh, well, I knew it was like a grain. It's like a isn't it just like a wheat? I I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I, what the fuck is barley? And um, <laughs> we never you never found that out. They can make beer out of it. I I put down um, also what is millet, which I oh yeah, up. I didn't look up millet. I just assumed it was like millet dirt is grasses and oh, okay, like se- tiny seed grass. I just assumed it was like the leftover whatever sort of like dirt and water. Yeah, apparently these farmers have been subsisting on millet, uh, and then they come up with the idea to find uh, samurai in the city that they can hire to protect them from the bandits that they know are coming back. Yeah. So that is the first half of the movie. That's pretty uh, much. Before intermission is, uh, and I wrote, uh, you know, we can get to this later, um, and I will bring this up again, but one of the innovations I feel that this movie did is it... Uh, was one of the first instances of the crew up. Yeah. Like, a gathering of getting your, yeah, your like, bros together. We're going to get, like, tank. Let's go get, you know, diesel or whatever. It's Expendables. It's uh, MacGruber. It's all those movies. It's Akira Kurosawa spent an entire length of a movie doing his crew up scene instead of yeah, five minutes. It, it was, yeah, it was the entire length of all. You can have a whole movie in that span. So, <laughs> and a lot of it, a lot of the, I, I did notice just, just in terms of addressing the length of why a movie like this, which can get easily made in an hour and a half now, mm-hmm. uh, why it took him almost like three times that long. Well, I guess you mean to tell the story or to, to tell to, to film it, all of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, to tell the story of it. I mean, it took a long time to film it too. I have that. It says, uh, 
this movie was coming out at the same time as like Godzilla, both produced by Toho. Yeah. And those combinate that combination almost broke Toho forever. Like, Which is funny because both films are huge. Well, especially yeah. Godzilla is just like a massive, uh, massive thing. The film had 148 shooting days spread out over a year and four times uh, its original budget which came to almost half a million dollars in 1958 money. Yeah. Um, the production was closed down twice. Twice, yep. Because Toho is like, this is fucking out of control, crazy-ass director, and every time he's like, no, they'll, they'll start it up again. Yeah, I like that, the story of him just going like, well, they've already, they've already sunk so much money in this, I'm just going to go fish, and about like three days, they'll call me back, so like, we messed up real bad. <laughs> we need you back. That's, that's also something I want to bring up towards the end regarding the bandits. Okay. The, um, What's the thing called where you? It's like I'm in too deep now. I just got to keep going. Is that cognitive dissonance? Yeah. So uh, I don't know what the actual term is, but I think I, it's yeah. cognitive dissonance. Okay. Kim would know, but she's out there. Well, Kim, not watching Seven Samurai. There you go. Um, but it was like Toho had come this far. The bandits had come this far, and they weren't giving up. They were, were not fucking giving up. I don't even care if well, I don't we, want well, your. Week. That might be. That might be a little. I think we might be getting a little we're too gonna, far ahead yes, now. So right. let's let's dial it back. Let's get back to the crew. They they're crewing up. Um, I have the names of the uh, crew up. So the first and leader, um, who I have named Monk, <laughs> as you should, because of the way that he the way we introduced was introduced. Him. Yes, which is he he cuts off his samurai knot, his top knot, his top, top knot. knot is, is that what they called it? It's that? called it's called a top knot. Okay. Yeah, top knot. To it's you. it's literally it's on top of their head and it's a knot. It's the yeah. top knot. It's not that hard. So Monk. Uh, is the first samurai that the villagers convince, and that starts our crew up officially. So let me see if if you know who I'm talking about when I tell you my names for all of them. Okay. I got Monk, who's the leader. Who's the leader, right. Newbie. Yeah, which is the um, kid who wants to be his disciple. Yes, the young hot one. Yeah. Whatever. He is the heartthrob. I just have... Okay, and here's where I'm a little confused. This one's his name is Friend Guy. Yeah. Because suddenly there was another one signed up, and I think it was just like his old general, like an old. They friend didn't of his. show an introduction to that guy. Okay, but it, he was just talking to him on the street, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm in." Okay, like you're okay. here. Of course, I'm here. What else am I gonna do? Okay, great. Because I thought I was like, "Did I fucking no. have a stroke and he for looks, ten minutes?" And the thing is, is he looked very similar to the third guy that they recruited. Brian, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just. <laughs> He just did. They both kind of were like fatter, like rounder faced. Let's and one of them was and was named like Gagobi or something. Gorobi. 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 That is who I put down as psychic. Yeah. And he's the one who was about to walk in and then he's just like, come on. Yeah. That's psychic. Which was my favorite yeah. my favorite thing. It wasn't just he just block it. He's just like, I see what you're doing here. And I'm so good, I'm not even gonna give you my reflexes. Let's talk about their test. So <laughs> brilliant test. Monk sitting in the middle of a room, um, you know, has beckons for one of the samurai to come in and has newbie hide off to the side with a giant tree branch. And their logic is if the samurai knows he's about to get swung in the head, he's got good enough skills. He can get out of it. And the fucking crazy thing is every time that they did that and the samurai were like, sorry, it was a necessary test of your skills. We're like, of course it was. <laughs> of course. I am so used to this. Yeah. This is typically how I walk into a bar anyway. Everyone's this, trying to, it's a normal job interview thing. How did you, did you appreciate my skills? <laughs> Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> but thank you very much. Apologies, please yeah. forgive me. 
and then they're instantly chummy. He's like, dude, you just tried to fucking whack me. Yeah, with a giant tree you branch. tried to concuss me. I could have been knocked into a coma, but no, it's cool. Whatever. And I get it. It's a test. And I passed. Let's also mention that that is like the most action that newbie sees outside of lady until, action until the very end. Barely. 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 But I digress. Let's That's rewind. Later. So we got monk, newbie, friend guy, sidekick, uh, and then we have uh, the show off. Which is the dude that was out in the field, like sparring with a, like a oh the guy who looks like da- David Carradine? Yes. Yeah, I just called him David Carradine okay. the whole movie. That's show off because he wasn't really show off though. He was just like very. He's always like, I'll go get it, and then he would like run into the. But forest he wasn't by like show. He was more honorable and serious about it. It's just like I'm just really good at it. I have a I have a quote. I didn't get I, did, I guess I didn't get a show off vibe from him. Right. It was it was having to come up with a name really quick. Yeah. But here's a quote uh, from newbie. Okay. Regarding Show Off, um, after Show Off runs into the forest and then comes back with one of the muskets from the the bandit raid, you are a magnificent person. I've wanted to tell you for some time. <laughs> like he just stares at him with these like doe eyes. And this isn't early in the movie mm. when that happens either. That is late in the yeah, movie. That's it's like late. you could have said that. You guys have been chummy. <laughs> yeah. Battles have literally happened all around you, and you wait till just now. Um. Uh, uh. The lumberjack. Yep, Lumberjack. Which yep. is Haihachi. Yep, he's the funny one. As they as they pointed out a couple of times, but never really came to fruition. <laughs> yeah. And then Drunk, who is Yeah. I would say for all intents and purposes, the star of this movie. I think that's who, who I, I think that's the guy who was supposed to be the star. Like supposed to be the monk character? No, uh the the guy, the actor, um, to, Toshi, Toshiro Mifun. Mifun? Yeah, he was Mifun. It's. I think it's. I'm looking at the name of it. Okay. But when I was reading about it, the original that's probably Mifune. Might be. I don't speak Japanese. Toshiro Mifune. Um. But the original story was only about six samurai, and they felt like they needed someone else, so they brought this guy in to be the seventh samurai. Thus, the title Seventh Samurais, and they get into it. So he well, wasn't yeah. like he wasn't originally the story because it comes from a story that uh, Akira Kurosawa found. Is this origi- all from the Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I got it already. <laughs> oh, okay, I know, but I'm just talking. I'm, I'm talking about it now. Okay. We have the information about how this guy came to be because originally the story was supposed to be about like a day. As, in the samurai's in the samurai, life, yeah, and yeah. then he's like, "No, I found this sto- awesome, better story with like these six samurai." And then they're like, "Hey, the studio is probably like, hey, that's great. Why do you add this guy too?" They, they, I feel like they noted him into that movie almost. I don't know, man. He's the, he's the one that I feel initially at least, but he's like the main character. He pretty becomes much the main character despite being somewhat of a dumbass. He like, has like the most arc of any character. Yes, in the movie. exactly. He has a past that they bring up. Yeah, he has like. He lets his anger get a, the best of him sometimes, or he's, like, bummed out about things. He isn't just a samurai yeah. because he's lying about the fact that he's a samurai. Yeah. So he's a samurai just because he has a sword. It, that basically he probably it. stole from someone. Yeah. And then that fake family tree. His right. name is Kik... Uh, the name Kikuchuyo? they give... Yeah. Ki, um, yeah. Kikachuya? Kikachuya? Kikuchuyo? I don't know. Um, We're really bad. We next. <laughs> fuck me. The next one will have Monk, Newbie, Friend Guy, Psychic, Lumberjack, Show Off, and Drunk. All right. We Bingo. got our, our, Those seven, are our seven samurais. So that, we just saved you an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> we are at intermission. Take a piss break. There is about, you know, like an entire super long movie left to go. <laughs> um. Uh, 
Yeah. Yes, go ahead. No, um, I was just <laughs> just looking at my notes and seeing how Kiki Chiro, <laughs> the note I wrote was just, he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the entire time, especially when they first get to the village, which happens right before the intermission, is he's just being like an asshole to all of the people. No, oh, no, that's great. But it's that- actually good, yeah, because the people suck when they first get there. Yeah, and that's what brought my question up at the beginning, like, what is a samurai? Because they wanted these samurai to come help help them fend off this raid, but as soon as they show up, everyone's like, we need to hide the women. Well, it's just What about the women? Cut their hair so they look like boys, because the samurai are coming. <laughs> cut, cut the one girl in the village. There's more than that, but uh, apparently she's the one apparently, that matters. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it was just showing that they're cowards, just how much of a cowards, even the people they want to have help them, they're afraid of them. Right. So they hide. And that moment is what officially gets drunk, like the drunk guy, into the the samurai's good graces because he showed the people of the town all went and hid when the samurai walked. Instead of like, thank you for coming and helping and he, save us, he, you know, all the people are hiding. He rings the bell to make it seem like the raid's about to happen. And then they're like, samurai, please help us. We yeah. suck. Immediately. Uh, yeah. Instantly. All Instant they do is scream. Fucking little bitches. Yeah. Uh, with their skulls. It was It was a great move, but he was definitely just a huge asshole to everybody, especially initially. Oh, yeah, totally. But, but he's, he's great. Yeah. That, like, uh, acting-wise, he was, it's probably unfair to compare, but he had, he was the most, like, a character. Yeah. Um, everyone else was playing like the very stern and noble, except for the villager people, you know, they were all, they were all one note too, but they're all like scared one note. I uh, guess they all kind of, but again, there actually is some, there's some development. It's not quite as bad because as it goes on, they do kind of get a little more confidence. Yeah. Um, I, I also have mention good. of, uh, drunks constant use of the man thong <laughs> and how <laughs> up his, in the screen he gets with that thing. You see his ass. Uh, I don't know. I would say like 40% of his screen time is just his butt. <laughs> it's just fucking, just, it, it's not even that though. It's, it's like a regular sumo-ish type of diaper thing, yeah. but it's just like hiked up there. It's just right up high. there. That, I feel like my character's underwear would be really I w- up. I was just wondering when I saw that, when he goes, cause there's a part where they're walking to the village and they, he's not with them, but he's kind of with them cause he's following along and they reluctantly let him follow. Yeah. 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 And then he goes into that stream and the it's fishing. the first time you see his thong. Yeah. And my first thought was just, wow, underwear was just really uncomfortable back in those yeah, days. Like yeah. everybody's underwear was like that. Everybody had a thong. I and, guess that makes sense. And then not only that now it's fucking soaking wet. And then all he has to do now is walk across another 50 miles to get to this tiny ass right. village with no showers or running water. No anything. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Imagine the chafing with that. Uh, I have mentions of, uh, we got two slow-mo death falls, which were cool. Um, high speed. Oh, death yeah. Falling when, when At monk- the very the beginning with <laughs> the monk kills the thief who captured uh, the seven-year-old. Who is crying like an infant? Right. Did you notice that? Right. Yes. That yes. was that was my biggest thing. Walking away from that was wow. <laughs> that's the sound effect they got for that. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I love. It's it's one of those things. It's when you watch old movies and the technology that you realize is missing that you're so used to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't have it. That didn't exist. So they're like, oh yeah, you know, infant, seven year old. What's the, what's the difference? It's kid. Don't It'll work. It. Nobody will. Nobody will think twice about it. But yeah. That slow mo death. What was the other one that you were thinking of? Uh, I can't. It was. Uh, I just put another slow mo death fall. So this was after. 
This was still in in crewing up, like before they get to the village. There was the one where oh oh it was, when, it was when it was David right Carradine they, David they did looking and watching and more looking and watching. <laughs> yeah, that was that was oh yeah, very helpful. <laughs> um, David Carradine when David Carradine uh, samurai I, I think you're right. kills that crazy one because mm-hmm. they uh, initially start sparring with the wooden sticks and yeah. then and then they get shit he's like real the and... guy's like no i would have beaten you there's no way and he's like don't do it. don't throw your life away and then when they die it's like <laughs> and it's just like really quick death and a really slow fall this movie's rated g by the way oh okay um, i mean there's not a lot of <laughs> did you see that the the fighting it, it was not any worse than a disney movie yeah but there's there's like arrow penetration a lot of butts. there's like stabbings swords um he, the the drunk character says goddamn like 20 times oh he does call his daughter a slut too and the other point. guy calls his daughter a slut we'll here's the thing that. i mean if you want to get into ratings for a second the ratings that existed g Aren't the same as what they GPG are now. GPG and R, I think, are yeah. the, the only ones. And they were not not nearly not nearly close to what they have nowadays. Um, let's see here. I have. I would. I don't, I don't know. Do you watch a lot of old movies for this for the education value of it? No. Me neither. No, but. it's not a thing that I enjoy. I, and it's for reasons like watching this movie. It's there's like I respect the innovations that come from these films. Um, I'm glad they existed so I don't have to sit and watch through movies like this nowadays yeah. because they're very slow. There's no, there's not a lot of music underneath a lot of it, which I feel like really helps. Um, I think that the keep pacing you engaged. of this is a very Akira Kurosawa thing though. Yeah. I don't know if this is necessary every movie because a lot of old movies have constant score underneath. It, not, but- not like from like, if you watch movies from like the sixties and stuff, sixties and fifties, like I've like some John Wayne movies and things um, like there's like. They are all very similar to that. Like the movie, the music and movies sort of thing happened more towards the end of the seventies. Like Star Wars was a really big one that started to do that sort of stuff. And but I, I mean, it I happened before the screen then. wipe was probably popular. Popular <laughs> by God. this movie the as well. Screen wipe in this is masterfully used. <laughs> <laughs> and by that you mean at the end of every scene. At the end, not every scene. It's every. Uh, like important emotional scene just, as well. Whoop. It's just like, oh no, this huge moment, and we'll talk about that later. Like, there's this huge moment, and then, whoop. yeah, it's like we don't know how to wipe. get out of here. It was like, whoop. well, just wipe, and then then we're done. Then people will get it. Yeah, no, that scene's over. Then, of course. Yeah, this, um, I mean, that that might not be a technical achievement of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they might be able to overlook that one. I, but yeah. Watching this, and again, I don't watch a lot of old things, but there were moments in this still that I'm like, that is awesome. There's awesome shots still. Yeah. The, uh, and this might be be also be because I don't watch a lot of old foreign movies. (laughs) Yeah, especially. (laughs) By contrast to some of the American stuff I've seen, this feels more modern than any old American movie. It definitely does. It definitely has a very, that's why, you know, it was three and a half hours, but. And it was long, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so bad because it did kind of have more of that modern feel to it. That's what I was thinking of as I was watching it. Be like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example of why. I think just just how the story progressed. It was like I said that this movie is easily an hour and a half movie, yeah. but they. They just, it's just a very long version of that. They kept every, like, all those weird, awkward looking at each other and not saying anything. Yeah. That just those happens the constantly. That go, and I don't know what the point of that is. Maybe it's because they want you to, to get more attached to these characters 
to make deaths matter more. I, I, I guess. Know. I think they were just trying to like have you re- read their emotions more in the scene, make but then they real. didn't. Yeah, but it didn't feel that way. I think it was more just like they had a lot of takes and they felt like they had to use all of them. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> we have to. No, that's a really good reaction shot. So is that one? Let's use them all. So yeah, and sometimes it would be look to the left and then we'd see the streets are looking at and then they'd look to the right and then we'd see the streets are looking at and then we'd do it two more times. It was multiple times, yeah. Um, But I think a lot of the early American stuff has a definite theater vibe. Everyone's like a stage performer in old movies. Like, let me tell you, sweetie, and all this shit. Very big with their voices and very big with their acting. It's like over the top. And there was, what was I listening to? I was listening to something else they were showing like, old performances from people who won Academy Awards in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. (laughs) They're so bad. Yeah. And they won Academy Awards. It just shows you where, how movies have kind of progressed. I wanted to say, there's another thing um, that this movie did that I feel like a lot of like, you see in a lot of uh, Japanese or anime sort of things too. But there's the character, the drunk, when he first goes up to uh, the monk on, on the street, he just kind of goes up and like does things around him. And the guy asks him what he's there for, and he doesn't respond. He just kind of like, looks and he's just like, nah, nah, and doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, it's a really awkward interaction that I feel like is a cultural thing that is just, I don't know if it's lost because I've seen that in other things, especially I feel like I've seen that in other like Japanese. I'm uh, trying to place films. some more of those, but I know the scene you're talking about, and I don't know if I can pull up any that I remember, but... But you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's something that you've seen before. Every once in a while, it's like they lean super hard into the pantomime, and it seems out of place. Right, and that's kind of what it was, but it wasn't. also wasn't really pantomime. It was more just like, he's not doing anything, but it's like he wants to say something, but doesn't, because he right. can't just read it off of him he does that a couple times yeah he also anytime they make fun of him he does the thing where like he's just like scratching or like rubbing oh yeah his he's head. constantly scratching things it just i started to feel like itchy and gross because he's it's like his robe which got- i actually actually really liked for his character because it made him feel like dirtier almost yeah, yeah. like he's like not clean and cut he's not he's not he doesn't share the same qualities as the other samurais yeah he's dirtier but he still has some like, redeeming qualities. But with the itching, and it just kind of seemed like his robe was getting smaller and smaller to the point where the last act of the movie where he's fighting his ass is hanging out of the bottom of armor for the whole thing. It was just he, like... He's combi- not wearing any pants. <laughs> combination with him like, <laughs> constantly itching and like fucking with himself. But I mean, he was wearing his like, you know, super Japanese thong. Yeah, whatever. But just the fact that every time they made fun of him, it was like spurt like he got some like oil reactant or something he's just like Ugh. it's just like i think it just wouldn't was i feel like they did that just to make him look dirtier yeah because he's unclean and you would if somebody's itching you would think that they have a rash or something from being dirty like it makes him it makes him feel unclean even more yeah so but, but to even contrast, farther away contrasty from the other samurai to contrast though with monk who every time he was thinking or talking to people, he would do the back to forward yeah. head rub, uh, going over where his knot would be. Yeah, I I don't know. It was just some weird choices like that that they brought him up all the time. Especially the itching one, though. Is every time I was like, oh god, he's so gross. <laughs> <sighs> but they were those were pretty much the only two samurai that had like a thing that they did, yeah. like physical thing. 
Well, yeah, see, let me look at my cheat sheet again here. I couldn't really, other than the crew up, I couldn't fucking tell you who was who, aside from... Except for when they showed, like, when they were standing next to the villagers. Well, you I mean, you knew they were the samurai, yeah. but you, I couldn't tell you who friend guy was, who sidekick was, who lumberjack was. Um, the only ones I remember on a regular basis was the monk, the newbie, the drunk, and show off because he had some more of the the more tentpole badass yeah. moments. I just I just thought that the entire time he looked like David Carradine, so I couldn't get that out of my head. <laughs> so I'm and, like, and he's it's awesome. Bill. Yeah, and I was like, it's Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so now we're we're back in the village. We'll say right. uh, the bandits. Okay, here here's after intermission. The samurais are in the village, right? What if they fucking didn't come? Right? And what if they were attacking another village and was like, this is a nice place. We'll just stay here. You know, it's, it, it was, it's a great setup. But <laughs> at a certain point, you're like, there's a lot of things that got to happen for this to really play out the rest of the way the movie was. Yeah, wants they're not going to just leave them or. You don't know. Like, they're, they're, they raid people. Odds are someone's going to get murdered. Or they're going to get stuck. Or, hey, maybe, you know, they forgot. <laughs> they just, like, left. They got real, really busy and backed up with this other raid. Excuse me. With this other raid. So they have to just pass them up and then leave them behind. Hey, um. Especially because, again, they made no formal announcement. They didn't ride into the middle of the town. We will be back. It's like, well, you. It's like, we don't have anything. Well, you're growing things. <laughs> well, we'll need that. So we'll be back in six months. Aha! When the barley's ready to harvest. We will come back and take it then. See, that's that was the surefire way to know. But turns out. Old Crazy Jim came down the hill, and he's like, I swear to God, I heard bandits. Guys, I was like, yeah, right, Crazy Jim. It was definitely Jim. them. It was definitely the bandits. <laughs> they had swords. And only bandits and samurais have swords. You fucking told us this a hundred times, Crazy Jim. <laughs> it's Crazy Jim's thing. He's basically the boy who who cried bandit. By who, boy who cried bandit, yes. Um, so we're in the village, uh, and then we have sort of an hour of the samurai training and preparing. And training, preparing the villagers themselves on how right. to deal Every, with everyone. So they do get the villagers involved. It's yes. not quite like a three hundred scenario where it's just the three hundred fighting a million. But it's, it is hilariously uh, unskilled, and I oh, like that they. Oh, it's painfully unskilled. Yeah, no, because they give them all sharpened bamboo. Yeah, and then when they get a bandit. They get like swarmed with villagers with sharp sticks that are all just. Have you ever watched? Have you time. ever watched um, like six year olds play soccer? Yeah, where they're all kicking the ball they're at the same all, time. It's bunch ball. So yeah. it's bunch war or bunch battle. Yeah. Like one guy goes down, everybody goes in and gets a stab and, and then, then backs you, out. And you're then really leave. far away and all you see are the sticks just going which to is, the ground. Which is one of those things. It's actually really brilliant because yeah. none of these guys would with like three months of training or whatever would, would be any good at fighting they yeah, would yeah. all be terrible so the guy who's in charge and that's one of the things i really liked about this movie is like how that last battle went played out mm -hmm. um like they they lost shit shit got fucked up but like but it was real it felt realistic yeah even if it was like kind of gross to watch because <laughs> there were so many people falling down in this movie like even just like <laughs> Just no, not, not dying. Okay. Just like running from A to B. Oh, yeah. Just like slipping and falling. It's like they did a take, and they they only did one take of those ones. Uh, speaking of the horses in this movie that are all real, yeah. And then there's some of the sequences like where they're chasing bandits down on horses, yeah. And then the horses fucking eat shit. 
Like, how many horses did they have to kill for this thing? Because if a horse falls, there's like a 50% chance it's going to break its leg, and then yeah. that horse is fucking dead. Yeah. I wonder... I if, didn't even think about that when I was watching it, honestly. Every I time was, it fell... Like, have you ever broken a bone? Uh, Yeah. A so, small one. Okay. Well, I fucking broke both bones in my wrist to the point where, like, my arm was a fork. Like, <laughs> okay. You know All right. I got it. I got there's it. two bones in your arm. Yeah. I, broke, I know. I know. I know how. I broke both of them. Yeah. And then my arm or my, my wrist was sitting on top of the other half of my <sighs> arm. So anytime I see a bone, like, about to break or a skateboarder wreck, I yeah. get this, like, weird, like, cold chill. Yeah. Every time a horse fell over in the movie, I felt that. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that horse fucking broke like, hey, Oh, oh my God. God. We're going to have to put him down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Were you concerned that you were going to get put down when you broke your <laughs> wrist, Joey? <laughs> Who told you that? No, I wasn't. But it's just I, I have this really weird visceral reaction to any any fall or wreck that looks like you could break a bone. Because it's like just sends oh, me right back there. Yeah. But I, they, they, they let the horses completely wipe out. It's like an uncut take horse falls over with the dude on it into mud or whatever the next shot the horse is running away and fine that could have been a different horse because yeah, they had a different to fucking horse, kill horse the horse died. <laughs> that horse got a bullet in his head afterwards i didn't see any disclaimer saying no animals were hurt but yeah. then again i don't read japanese and all the titles were in japanese so yeah, i yeah. don't think i would have caught it anyway i don't think they cared i don't think they cared either so i don't know if they really uh, uh, it was it was a different time right different time it was it was post-war japan um, Things were different. Let's see. What do we got here? Uh, so they find uh, the the like orgy den of the bandits. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. The orgy den. The orgy den. They send three. They send three uh, samurai to go check out, which I thought was. I guess it makes sense in, in the long run, just to, in like, case they to like out. scout it. But I also felt like as it was happening, why are they lowering their numbers? They have so few. Why? Yeah. Why even do that? But I don't know. They they send. Um, We're not here to discuss plot hole issues. <laughs> they send drunk. That's not my criterion. They about. send lumberjack and they send uh, newbie. Was newbie the other? Uh, yeah, it was newbie lumberjack. It was it drunk. Drunk. Drunk was also there because he he's one of the guys that because right. This and is then, where we have our first then, samurai. Oh, death. and then we also haven't talked about any of the townspeople because there are main people that are townspeople, but they're fucking boring. Yeah. But this is one of the guys who's there and he's an important part of what happens. there. Yes, he is. Because uh, this guy, I, I want to say he's Rafiki. It's not Rafiki, uh, but Rikichi. it's like Rikichi. Yeah. Yes. Which is yeah, worse. He's one uh, of the guys who recruits the samurai. Yeah. He, cause the town initially they send four dudes into town to try and recruit samurai, not with gold, but just, saying hey we'll feed you we'll feed you because we're super broke and that's all we have and apparently that was enough though because it was there was some other war happening well, and everyone was some starving honorable samurai right that existed so i think they managed to get the right one and get it all get the ball Cam- rolling Cambay. so anyway yeah, R- rikichi sorry what was it again R- rikichi rikichi is kind of like their liaison there he's the guy who gets them you he know gives them, them a place and everything and every time there in his house there's some reference to him or around him reference to him like oh you should get a wife or this mm-hmm. is nice that he has like this robe and uh the drunk is like oh this this smells like a woman like this you should get a, a good woman for this sort of thing you know and then the he just samurai, freaks out you know what the samurai probably thought hmm. he's a crossdresser that he's a crossdresser imagine from their point of view he freaks out every time they mention a wife. They find a robe that also makes him upset, and he, like, storms out. He takes it and then shoves it down behind some uh, bags of 
millet, I guess, because they don't have any rice. <laughs> or barley. I barley, don't I don't know. Bags. Yeah. But I bet they were just like, man, there's some fucking shit going on in this house when we're not here. Yeah. When we're here. He tucks it back. Did you, did you see that mirror and the <laughs> lipstick there? It's Why got is there a lipstick on the it's mirror. It's lipstick on the mirror of his lips. I think that's his lips. <laughs> but this is actually uh, a prelude to a very sad story. Yeah. Though, which is they go to the orgy house or the fortress, which has an orgy house there. Yeah. The, I, I had to like pause and rewind. Because I didn't, when we first see what they're looking at inside of the orgy house, all I could see was limbs. I couldn't tell what I was seeing. Bodies. But it was. It's basically the 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 bandits have round up a bunch of women and are just banging them in this house. Yeah. Cool. Rated G. Yeah. Folks. Whatever. <laughs> you. It, to be fair, you had to rewind to see it. So. But, but I mean, like, it's it's not implied. It's basically said that they're raping these women right. over and over again and right. keeping them as sex slaves. Uh, so the the samurais that are there decide to burn the house down, and there's this creepy woman who sees the fire start. And just stares at it. And she, like, starts for a second and is about to run and tell someone, and then she stops and stares back at the fire and just watches it burn, yeah. which I thought was a fucking awesome moment. I thought it was pretty awesome, too, actually. Um, it was weird, but it was definitely like, all right. Yeah, no, she it she was because she kind of has almost this little smirk, like yeah, an evil smirk. Yeah, it was Did so you catch good. That? that was pretty uh, a nice um, little touch. Until until everybody's running out and they're cutting down the dudes who are running out of the uh, the whorehouse, which is a nice move. It's not a whorehouse. Those are just ladies that are captives. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> we tomato know, tomato potato. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the fuck dungeon. <laughs> they're running out of the fuck pit. The yeah. fuck dungeon, the fuck house. Um, and the last person to come out is that gr- creepy girl who's smiling at this fire. And she walks out and then Rikiki. Rikichi. Rikichi. I'm never going to get that right. <laughs> Rikichi. Um, you just, you're thinking of Lion King. I'm think- that's Rafiki. <laughs> yeah. And that's- you have no problem with that. <laughs> well, G- Joey, we don't have to talk about how I've memorized the Lion King because that's not a Criterion film. Uh Shame. So if it was, it'd be way Number more, two. way more pumped. Oh no! After the scissoring lesbians, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that one later. So, um, yeah, he runs up to the entrance because he sees this woman come out, and he looks at her, and she just kind of looks back at him, and he trees like ah, oh! and kind of grabs at her and tries to bring her with her, and she just screams at him, throws him away, and runs back into the burning building. The lady kills herself by burning herself to death rather than as you find out immediately later that it was his wife yeah who's been ca- held captive by the bandits who forever. apparently has seen so much shit yeah she can't even imagine being rescued by her own husband Ugh. and decides to go burn to death that or that maybe was gnarly or maybe it was an honor thing i don't know it probably probably was, was yeah. that we don't get but yeah. anyway during that time during that little scuffle while he's freaking out that's when we have our first samurai first death. First samurai death of Lumberjack. Lumberjack, the uh, funny one. Hihachi is our first samurai. Um, and I <laughs> wrote down, because I I went and got their real names later. Yeah. And, you know, because, of course, it's not going to say Lumberjack or something. But no. I wrote down, Hihachi's dead. Who the fuck is Hihachi? Because <laughs> they, they stare at it for a really long time, and everyone's super bummed out about it. It took me a while to figure out which one it was. Well, it wasn't until the guy said the, the line about him keeping our spirits high at hard times. I was like, oh, the funny one died. <laughs> the one that was supposed to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. But then here's the thing that uh, when he died, 
I wasn't sure how he died. I wasn't. Was sure. it okay? Because I thought I heard he was a just bang. In the fight. I thought I heard a bang. Yeah, like maybe. it was a gun. But then also initially, because I thought I heard that, and then he falls down. And, but then I'm like, no, there's no guns in this movie. It's a middle. It's a medieval thing. There's no guns. <laughs> and then and <laughs> cut to later in the film Plot when they twist. have guns. Uh, when, it's, when we're in the future, <laughs> yeah, when RoboCop shows up. So I thought that the guy just like hit him with his sword accidentally or something. Well, to be fair, that's what it looks like when you. They they slice someone down in this movie. Yeah, too. they all kind of look like they might have gotten hit by a sword. Yeah, they act raised. like it. That's why I'm like, is that how he died? And I didn't go back and rewind it, mostly because I was, you know, a fighting a timeline of trying to get here tonight <laughs> and needed to finish this epic quest of a film. Yeah, the our first giant step. Yeah. Um. So Ooh. we go back to the town, and now we're, we're about ready to... Uh, the bandits are finally about to come. Two hours and 30 minutes in... The main point of the movie is finally starting. Finally. We've uh, hit- there is just under an hour to go. Two hours and 30 minutes in, the bandits are coming tomorrow. Okay? Um, I mean, there isn't a lot to say about the end of this other than uh, Newbie, of course, is the young heartthrob who fucks the, the daughter, and then now she's damaged goods as the Well, okay, the so I wanna, and- let's talk about a couple things that happened during this battle. Um, battles. Battles, yeah. They come First from of all, every side. Yeah, and I, again, this is one of the things I really, I liked how they did the different battles because it wasn't like one giant battle. It was yeah. a couple days and they kept like, would attack and then get, they'd get beaten and they'd get, do a different attack and then they'd get beaten. They, here. Were, they were being besieged. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, they were being besieged. And I, I, I just liked that it was, they kind of broke it up. And it was a little more interesting. It wasn't just like a really boring, long battle of fighting, whatever. Right. And then the, the whole, I kind of like the idea of we'll let one in, then we'll kill one, and then we'll let one in and kill one. And then they all the whole time, um, the monk is keeping track of, of, the of all the dudes they're killing because they know there's 40 of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is interesting because they keep, they keep attacking and keep attacking to the point where there's only 13 left. And you would think they would just be like, hey. Maybe we should find another village. That's exactly what I wrote. At some point, wouldn't the bandits be like, you know what? It's a bunch of shitty barley. Let's go find another village we can that find- doesn't have samurai ready to fucking murder us every time we try to go in there. There are tons of villages around here, and none of them are as organized as this one. <laughs> yeah. We have lost so many. So I would feel like after they lost, like, they only again, only 40. After they lose 10, I would think about just being like, you know what, guys? Maybe we can find another one. <laughs> this is one of those questions that I saw on the IMDb frequently asked questions is why don't the bandits just leave them alone? The village was clearly well defended and armed. Yeah. Which, you know, is a more poignant way of saying why the fuck didn't they leave? Because <laughs> after after getting like 30 of your dudes killed, you'd figure you would just go. But um, hubris. This, hubris. Here's, here's IMDb's answer, whoever wrote this. There are many reasons. First, the samurai have burnt the bandits' homes and possibly food stores. So I guess that's the whorehouse. That's- I guess that's true. Yeah, because it was it was the fort. They called it a fortress right. in the film. So, and they're like, oh, it's more like a place with holes in it. Blah 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 blah. All the bandits escape with just the clothes on their backs, the horses, the swords, all supplies they needed, even to rebuild their fort, are in the village. Yeah. Okay. This is again all conjecture. None of this is portrayed in the movie. No. So, second, they wanted revenge. I get Fair. that. Yeah, that's, that could be more of a direct sort of thing. That I could see that for like a general dude yeah. or like, you know, the last one that gets killed. But I, I don't know. At a certain point, you want to keep on banditing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, There's, again, other towns, other hamlets, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that um, are, are shittier, have less spears. 
sharpen right. sticks. Sorry, sharpen sticks. I think it is the bandit leader's fault, though, because as this next line points out, um, a couple people tried. A couple of the bandits tried to leave, and the bandit leader killed them. Yeah, for being deserters. Right. Uh, had them shot again by spoilers, but we really aren't announcing that at all because we just talked about the end of the movie, the beginning. But there's guns, M- muskets, muskets. There's three, 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 three muskets. Of them. Three yes. muskets. Um, I think they're called like fire, fire sticks, not <laughs> boom sticks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think it's just this this one uh, bandit got super butt hurt that these dumb farmers have been able to show him up and then he's just like again, forcing his dudes to keep hubris. going. His own hubris. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, oh, well, we were talking about uh, earlier more, more with this kind of in battle sequence. There's a bunch, there's so many things that happen. It's, this movie, there's a lot of like staring and looking at each other mm-hmm. and we are doing still kind of like a higher view of it. We're not going super deep, but there's so many things. But I wanted the, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the wipes, the edits that they had okay. and how... During this last, we'll call it the third act. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like there's the a, third movie. It felt, yeah, the third, <laughs> during the, the third, third movie. during the third movie, there were two of these wipes, and they were during the most dramatic points of the movie when the drunk you find out his backstory instantly because yes. uh, this kid's like there's a mother. Okay, so there's an old man, an elder of the town that they always go that the um, townspeople always go to for answers. He's As the, they are want to do. Yes. Yeah, because this is what happens in old towns. One old man <laughs> there's knows old everything. Knows it, yeah. So he's stubbornly staying in this house that, that everybody is abandoned because Which it's undefensible. Has a fucking amazing shot in it. It's when they're like, hey, oh, and he's sitting there yes. with just the spear. Yeah, with that the was shadow beautiful. and the, the light around him. I was it was one of the few things in here I called out I was like, holy shit, that's Joey, cool Joey, way to film, way to film, way to film, oh, way man. to film. You filmed. Uh, so. So uh, the, um, this old guy stays there and then this younger man who's presumably his son and his wife show up and they're like, oh, no, he's we have to go find him. And, and his the, wife has a daughter and the, and the wife has a daughter and. For whatever reason, Something. right before this battle happens, they, uh, the drunk, well, he's the drunk, so whatever, he doesn't care. He just tells them to go get the old man, and this wife and the husband go off carrying their small child, which was, again, the logic Ill-advised. behind it. Not, maybe not the smartest move, but again, we're not, let's not discuss those things. Um, so he goes and... Something, something, honor. Uh, uh, long story short, they're both dead. And the wife comes out dying and gives the child to the drunk, and then the drunk is, and then she dies. She and the, dies. And the drunk just loses his goddamn mind. He's holding this kid, and they're like, what's the matter? And he's like, this child was me. Like, my parents died like this, too, and I was I, left alone in the farm. As I see myself in this kid yeah, or something like he that. Says, he says, basically, he's like, this child, this baby is me. That's, yeah, He says, this like baby that. is me, and he's just like, knees, like, on his knees in this stream, holding this baby, like, losing his mind, and then... Wife. <laughs> Next scene. Just leave it behind. <laughs> Don't come back to it. We never see the baby again. We never see that sort of emotional response. I mean, he get he does have an emotional response later, but it doesn't have anything to do with that. I think it is a really cool thing, though. And this movie, I think, would be way worse without that character because of that moment. Even though it was kind of hamfisted, the way you you get that. Well, yeah, he's one of the only samurai that reminds. Or he's not even a samurai. He's one of the... I think he is a samurai. We can say he earns it at the okay. end. He's he's one of the samurai that reminds the other samurai how shitty everything is for these people. Yeah. Where, you know, they come to town like, why isn't why the fuck isn't everyone, like, worshipping us? Well, it's because... They're scared. They're scared and they have no protection and people like you fuck with them every day. Yeah. 
So I think him having that background that they just knit too, this is too much of a nail on the head with this child is me. Like having that perspective for that character makes this movie better. It does. It definitely does. And his character, I, I kind of I joked around him being noted in. No, it definitely is, is the most important character in this film. He loses his mind earlier when they, uh, discover this weapon cache this armor cache oh yeah and i don't know that was, that was when he he turns them because you find out that the villagers he was, had killed a bunch of samurai or taken a bunch of samurai armor yeah which i didn't quite get like who was that was one of the things i didn't quite get like why he was like who tipped him off to make him so upset like i know they didn't want it but somebody said that they should all die and i don't think it was him one of the samurai said that yeah they 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 basically like why are we going to help them because look they've killed a bunch of our okay our brothers but and then was, he, that was when he gave the speech about like these people get fucked over all the time right they're always hiding things but that's what, they do this because their life. they have to it's their survival because, yeah exactly okay so it was that was when he defended the townspeople and then despite them uh using that character the drunk as a way to fuck up several things to get the the husband and the wife murdered with the kid to abandon his post and let bandits into some of the village to you know like he does things that you keep seeing him work his way up the respectable ladder to go like two steps backwards again. Yeah. And they do it almost a couple too many times. Well, they, they have plenty of time to do it. Well, they do. <laughs> it's why it's one of the reasons why the movie is again, three and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, what was the, hang on. The actual runtime was it three twenty six fifty five. Yes. Yeah. 206 minutes or something like long. That. They have three movies worth in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's let's wrap up some the last of the plot discussion here. So we we get through all the bandit fights and of course the samurai kill the last of the bandits. But in the process we lose show off who is shot at the very end um by the bandit leader. Yep. Um which I will say I really like that death. Uh you know how most gunshots in movies now it's like yeah. and just like splatters everywhere and it's like a gaping chest. It's small. It's like a it's, it's really understated and it feels real because if you see videos, I don't even know how I have this basis for comparison. If you really get shot or something, it is way less graphic. Than right. A movie. It's not. Yeah. Movies again are movies. They're fake. Things. Yeah. Well, they, they but, really want. And that's get, one of the things I, I like about this movie is the fighting. Like it might be kind of poorly choreographed to nowadays, but it feels more real like how the villagers the villagers run up and they bun they bunch up around a dude and stab him because they're not warriors a thousand they're, times they're yeah. not gonna fight these guys hand to hand they're not gonna know what they do the guys come running at him with horses they all kind of like step back and then the samurai kind of go up and like sword them in the leg or thigh whatever or makes chest, you jump off a horse get. I don't yeah, know yeah I don't know the, push the eject button on the horse and they fly <laughs> off I'm not really sure how it goes down but uh, and then in their you know the show off gets murdered. Uh, newbie fucking loses his mind and cries about it. So the only thing newbie really does is get pissed that his his role model gets killed, uh, and then fucks the daughter. And then and then the daughter is crying on the ground, gets called a slut by her father, and then he does nothing. And then what? wipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a oh that shot of of her laying face down in the mud sobbing, and then newbie just like standing there very sad and long faced, and then that's the. <laughs> so then um 
after Showoff gets killed, they see where the final bandit leader is. Drunk charges up there in his final act of stupidity, gets shot. Or heroicism. No, no, he that's the stupid, and then in his yeah. final act of heroicism, uh, cuts down the final bandit leader. Yeah. Four samurai dead, uh, 40 bandits dead. Couple of villagers that we know, not not many. A couple. There's the Maybe. old guy, old yeah, sad guy. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he got he got an arrow. Old sad right. guy with the daughter, right? He did not have the daughter. It's just old sad guy who with the spear. Oh, okay. Yeah, old speary. All right. <laughs> I thought daughter. I thought old daughter guy got shot in the with the arrow too. Uh, I don't know if he did. Yo way. Yo way. Yo hi. Yo hi. Yo hi. Yo hi. No, that's. The old, the younger old guy, Yohai is the Oof, one that. I, I'm not. I'm not a lie. All these all these villagers all look like old die old guys. It's because they 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 all shave their heads. I know they all had the old man haircut, which uh, is called. I want to forget to say that, it's called the Kronmage. Is the style of the haircut? Oh, that I hairstyle. Get, yeah. Did the, is there a reason for it? Yeah, it was on Wikipedia. Basically, it was had to do with um, how the samurai wore wore helmets and stuff. Oh, it okay. kind of kept the hair out of the way i think yeah, or it was more comfortable for it for the headgear protective that they wore but none of them wore helmets or armor so it was well, like uh, uh, except monk had that awesome forehead helmet thing <laughs> he looked at the, fo- at the when i was first wearing it i thought he was going to a poker game like he had one of those like green uh visors yeah that you always see and i'm like is he going to like play cards somewhere <laughs> What is that old man? Oh, that's a helmet. I remember. I guess seeing that's important. That. It's like a very specific, specifically guarded spot. Yeah, and then Weird. drunk gets one of those two later when he goes to uh, steal the steal stuff. the gun. Yeah, and then it's pantsless. Yeah, he so he steals a gun uh, to try and get some glory because um, show off guy did that, mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to be like show off guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> He finds like a corpse of one of the guys who tried to run away, puts on his armor, but doesn't but takes his pants off. Yeah. He's wearing clothes and he decides that his disguise requires him to be pantsless. So all you see is his butt and then it's just his butt. He's in like torso armor and then a man thong <laughs> the rest of the movie up to his death and on his death he dies falls face down at the camera behind them so you get a shot of his dirty ass <laughs> dirty lying in, <laughs> lying in the mud dirty samurai taint Th- that the after he robbed that corpse did lead to a really great moment oh, i love that where he sits down next to the guy he pretends to be a bandit next to a bandit uh, yeah and then the bandit like realizes that he's a samurai and he just takes out his sword and stabs him. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. That was pretty great. The, I like that a the lot. The character is, you know, essentially our, our uh, comedic relief, but... He's like everything. He, he's 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 the main character, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's great. Um, so the end of the movie is the town is happy, the, the bandits are gone, we have four samurai dead, three left, um, and the final lines of the movie... Um, it's a great shot of the three samurai that are alive and up on the hill. We got the last, or we got the, the four, four mounds with the sword stuck in each one. Uh, this victory uh, is for the village. Uh, we have truly lost this fight. The victory is for the village, yeah, or something like that. Essentially saying, yeah, we they got what they wanted, but look, there's four of us are dead, right? So it's kind of ends on like a, a downer, a little a bit, weird melancholy note, yeah, and it's like a happy ending, but a sad happy ending, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's it, it was a weird, a weird way to put 
with their honor and shit, you'd figure they'd be like, yeah, we fucking did it. Yeah, bro, bro, nope. it's bro, it's bro. Nope, it was just back to the fields. Everybody was in the fields where they were singing music, like in yeah. a, like a Star Wars Phantom Menace style like <laughs> celebration almost, except instead of celebrating, the women are all planting and the men are banging on drums. It's singing stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, singing stuff. I guess now we can talk about how much, like if we liked it, or, or not, right? Yeah, I think think this would probably be a good time to let's let's look at them rating stuff. So this is, this movie is unsurprisingly 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes with 57 reviews counted, 97 percent audience score with 87,287 reviews. So a few people, a couple people think this is an okay movie. Arguably, Kurosawa's masterpiece, The Seven Samurai, is an epic adventure classic with an engrossing story, memorable characters, and stunning action sequences that make it one of the most influential films ever made. Uh, IMDb overall, like every movie on the site, IMDb ranked number 21. As far as, and, and again, I haven't watched a lot of, I've watched old movies before, but I haven't watched them knowing that, you know, this is the first for a lot of things. You can see how it is like influential makes sense. Like that's, I would absolutely describe it this way. Long, incredibly long, but as far as how the story and plot like what happens in it, it's you see it in a thousand movies. Uh, and I, I mentioned this to you and, and Kim before we started this. This is the cinematic equivalent of eating your vegetables. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching this entire thing, uh, sitting in in my office watching. I'm like, this is this is really well done. It's old. Um, I would not be watching this if I didn't have to be. Yeah, but I don't think it's bad. No, it wasn't. I am going to be better because I watched it. I'm going to be more learned. Because I've watched more learned it. on film. Um, more film learned. More film learned. I've done my film learned. Filmed it, but it, it's just one of those things where it's a really hard thing to um, look at it as a movie now, and not because of why it's so important. Which is, I'm sure, not the point. Yeah, uh, for this because everyone's like, oh, you know, this is but, uh, the first thing that did a lot of this shit. All these great things, and it's classic, and blah 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 blah. And, blah, 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 blah. and it age, it aged way well, or way better than I expected. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, with the exception of the choreography being like total shit, and the acting being <laughs> the acting, the acting. It was appropriate for the time. The acting is better than American old acting, and we talked about that earlier. But yeah. I, I, I have my alternate. An alternate title I would like to pitch <laughs> for this this movie. Okay. Um, and this is, uh, I believe I was only 15 minutes in, and I still think it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, alt, alt title for Seven Samurai, if Criterion, you're listening. Wet in sad, colon, a tale of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. Especially I like how they even pointed out that the one guy yelled a lot. Oh, it's funny because I was watching it, and my girlfriend was like, do like cleaning and doing things around, so she was listening to it. Yeah, and it had to be fucking obnoxious. She was, she, she she said her comment was, "Wow, they're yelling a lot in this movie." It's like, yeah, I know. Five minutes later, one of the characters tells drunk, "You yell all the time." (laughs) I'm like, oh, there it is, perfect. My alternate title for this movie, Mm -hmm. uh, Chrome Domes. (laughs) Okay. This just surface level. Just, yep, that's it. Chrome that's it. Chrome Dome. That sounds like a Polly Shore movie. I know. <laughs> I felt like Shore I goes back like, in time to feudal Japan. It's appropriate. Yeah. It's more. It's a, it's a, it's commentary on their cultural haircuts. <laughs> that's a that's a description to make me never want to watch that movie. Whatever it was. <laughs> 
here's Criterion's <laughs> reasons or their description of the movie. It's not their reasons. So this is Criterion's description of the movie uh, without any of their like reviews or ratings or something. Yeah. So one of the most thrilling movie epics of all time, Seven Samurai tells a story of 16th century village whose desperate inhabitants hire the eponymous warriors to protect them from invading bandits. This three-hour ride from Akira Kurosawa featuring legendary actors Toshiro Mifune and Takeshi Shimura seamlessly weaves philosophy and entertainment, delicate human emotions, and relentless action into a rich, evocative, and unforgettable tale of courage and hope. There were some, that reminds me, there were some very, um, some of the, the dialogue, like the philosophical things, were very modern for what they were describing. Like with, which part? Like with the love, with the woman, but then there's also just how, I'm trying to think specifically, I didn't write it down, um, but I remember watching it and thinking wow that feels very modern that's yeah. a very modern take on that ideal um about her being damaged goods now? no 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 <laughs> well there's that but not but like with battle and with war oh when he sits down hmm. to talk to the guy the, if uh, you think only of yourself you'll destroy yourself right exactly there's yes. things like that but then there's also when he sits down with the fire to talk to the guy who lost his wife Right. He's like, oh, it's better to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. little things at a time. Like, as he was saying that, I'm like, gee, what? This was in the 54? Mm-hmm. This came out? That seems like something that's hard to get into a movie now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was very impressed by that. So, yeah, I guess Criterion has points. <laughs> but- uh, definitely, definitely ahead of its time, for sure. Um, I, I, Like I said, I'm glad I watched it. It's hard to put it up on this same pillar and i think it's going to be the case with a lot of the stuff we watched is we're going to have heard of it ages ago yeah or we're going to have heard of all this critical acclaim and it's trying to come to it without that clouding the vision of watching this watching this stuff for either the first time or talking about it in these ways because you know like how does this stand up if this you just some random person saw this today didn't give a shit about the the significance of it Mm -hmm. or things like that you know how would someone react to it it's it's interesting because yeah like my reaction to it um when i think of these old movies it's i think they're gonna be boring and not like the story isn't gonna be anything that actually interests me at all yeah well and to be clear we're not only gonna watch old ones no yeah Yeah. there's newer ones but uh, just specifically with this one and with old movies in general um i just this isn't a movie but i just uh Listen to Fahrenheit 451, okay. an audiobook. And it was one of those. The things- Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but close. Yeah. It was De Niro and. Uh, uh, Oh, Mel Gibson Gino. wasn't in it? No, I don't oh, know. I, I was just thinking was. Fahrenheit 451, then I think Heat. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's a prequel. Right, that's, you turn your oven to 451, right, and, and then you, you get, get heat. heat. Yeah, yeah, it's a sequel. Sure. So it was one of the things. I never read it because I didn't have to read it in my English classes that I took. And I always assumed it was going to be some boring whatever thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually listened to it. I was like, oh, shit, this is like a thousand movies. that are Like, the story of it is something yeah. I already knew. I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like, I like this. And that was, I kind of almost felt the same way, with the exception of the fucking long run time. Yeah. Uh, the same way about this one, where I wasn't sure, but then I read the synopsis before I started the movie because my thinking of, this is a foreign movie, you I gotta read, have... You read the entire plot run through on w- Wikipedia before you watched Like, it. I read, like, the blurb. Like, just, like, the first paragraph of it. Oh, okay, just not so, the plot. No, but just to get an idea of, like, I was like, what's this movie about? Because right. if it's gonna be four hours and in a different language, I need to at least have, like, a groundwork so I can appreciate it more 
and I, I, I don't have opposite. to. I don't have to like. My my thing is, if I don't knowing that, I can, uh, I can s- tolerate the movie more because I kind of know where it's going to go. Yeah. So I got the idea of they assemble a crew and they they defend a town. I'm like, oh, okay, that's like Gruber. I've seen. Yeah, it. <laughs> that was the first movie I, I thought of. I was like, actually, it was Expendables. I'm like, oh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't assemble a crew. They already were a crew. Yeah, yeah. But then it was McGruber, and then, and then I as I was back. as I was watching it, the other two movies that came to mind were um, Three Amigos. <laughs> okay, because it's almost the same thing as Three Amigos because they go to a town to save it, and then Thirteenth uh, Warrior with Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Okay. Where they get they get it's like the same thing. They get Vikings to go help a town. They bring uh, in these twelve warriors, and Antonio Banderas is the thirteenth warrior. Uh, and then he goes in. Is it because there's fighters and there's a number? Is that why you think it's the same? Well, no, but it, it's the same. Well, basic. There is that the title uh, similarities, but the plot is almost the same thing too. I mean, the, the difference is that there's like a supernatural element to thirteenth warrior. Oh, okay. And then when I was reading too another one. That was in the descriptions of what this movie was, uh, what cop, what like pulls from this movie as a bug's life. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Which after after I watched it, I thought, holy shit, this movie is the bug's life. <laughs> wow, yeah. like it is exactly what it is. He goes bandits. he goes to town to get heroes, comes back, and the grasshoppers are literally taking their food, the exact same thing that the bandits are doing. Yeah, and then they defend them using their ingenuity, and also by having everyone kind of like come together and help out yeah and then they just turns out they had that little element of they were frauds because they were circus things and we're also talking bugs but whatever <laughs> this is also probably more on the nose uh influence but this was also turned into an adaptation called magnificent seven yeah yeah the uh, western. cowboy western thing which i haven't seen i knew there's a tv show i think i saw a couple of episodes of the tv show when i was younger because it came out in like 98 and i, I but don't. i never i never watched the movie or anything it's it's another one of those classics i'm sure but um it just goes to show like how how out of touch with things you are <laughs> out of touch with things i am and then how much influence this movie had like on, yeah everything. on stuff you've seen or like i fucking love bug's life but yeah but you would have never thought it's, that it's this exact it's the exact movie. same movie as this japanese one from 1954 yeah less rape pits yeah yeah probably <laughs> i don't remember all of bug's life <laughs> but i, I but was... there's a lot of but there's a lot of water in bug's life too because you know, I remember how they had like the balls of water yep. that they just like drank out of and everything. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. I always wanted to do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Be cool. I'm like, oh, they're like astronauts. Astronauts drink like that too. <laughs> uh, so Criterion, they give three reasons for every single movie that they include into their collection. They give the three reasons on why they have brought it into the collection. Yeah. Uh, and I think what we should do from now on is we should try to guess while we're watching the movie before we like watch the three reasons or whatever. Okay. So I've I've looked at these already so I didn't Okay, would you like to I I, I do have I mean We have I, I have my I, own. I have a couple of my own. But let's find out what theirs are. Do you want to, so should we try to figure out theirs first? Oh, no, we should probably just read theirs first. Yeah, let's read or theirs. do you No, let's read theirs. Okay, read theirs first. Okay. Number 1. All right. Seven magnificent actors. Sure. I get I'm going to have to give him that one. Uh the one guy was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. The drunk he was fun. It, they were great for the time. Yeah. I don't know who two of them were because of the samurai. Like, because they look the same? Because no, two I, of them look the same? No, I'm not. Bagolgi and Garogi? <laughs> Bagolgi. Uh, no, it was um, 
uh, friend guy and the oh uh, the the class clown, the funny guy. No, no, that's lumberjack. Oh, lumberjack, lumberjack, and friend guy. I couldn't tell you who they were once the the gear up montage was over. Yeah, seven magnificent actors. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of magnificent actors in a lot of movies. Yeah, um, sure. So that seems like but kind seven of, at once. Seems like kind of a cop out to me. Yeah, that's I'm gonna an easy say one. Uh, number two, the depth of human spirit. Um, which I guess again, I think it was there. I would say that's probably there. That one I think is there because of the farmers. Yeah, because you can see well how uh, fucking miserable they are all the time, and also. Um, the drunk, his his arc, drunk. like his backstory, and then the farmer who loses his what is a farmer thing, a wife thing. Yeah, I guess too. But they, th- it goes beyond. This is a sad, dramatic moment, which I think is more what that farmer is. They're probably talking about this character coming from like a troubled past or having a a bad thing that happened to him. Because the scene they show, because each of these is a video bit. Um, Criterion always puts together their three reasons as a video, yeah. and it has a clip from the film behind it that they want to emphasize this bit, and the scene that they have under the depth of human spirit is him crying over the kid in the river. Oh, and the baby, yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's... I it, I don't know if it's because this is one of the first movies that kind of went back, and it's like, this, this is a troubled individual, and he, this is why he is the way he is, instead of it's just starting at point a and don't worry about what happened before point a i I don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it uh number three revolutionary action photography (laughs) not choreography yeah i know photography 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 of it which is something i don't think it's harder for us to because we're so used to it well it's not a it's not new to us like it was to them i think they built that whole village for this insane because they said they had a village, and then he said it was a garbage village. and Like that it he, wasn't good? It wasn't good. Oh. So he wanted a whole one built somewhere else with, like, full buildings so the people felt like they had something to real. shoot for and real. And, like, it confined their space, but it made them force them to find, like, different angles and things like that. That's and, so crazy. And film, they also said they filmed multiple things at the same time so they could use, like, different angles. Yeah for it so there, there are great shots in this still and we called out a couple of them when we mm-hmm. were talking through the story but i i mean the scope of some of this stuff having an entire village worth of people and then people riding up on horses had to be a fucking nightmare oh yeah in 1950 whatever when they made this especially because they were horses were running through a lot of mud and stuff too yeah there was I, I just can't imagine how hard this whole thing was to put together and then the runtime on top of that they just felt, I think they just felt bad. Like, ah, oh, we spent too much time. We have to get the whole We're thing. in too deep. We're in, well, that's, that's all title. That's the, yeah, that's a good all title. In too deep. In too deep. <laughs> no turning back, I believe, is another movie. Don't anyway. struggle in quicksand. <laughs> um, all right. So my first uh, addendum to the Criterion 3 reasons. Are these, so is these an addendum or are these what you think are the three? I, I think these... You know, the, their their reasons are where they are. Yeah. They, they, I only actually, um, I'll have to look through my notes again because the only one I have at the end here that I'm seeing is its contribution to the invention of the crew up. Yeah. Which we talked about the already. The crew up is pretty the solid. Crew up is dope and it's fucking in there. And yeah. they did it first, I believe. They they spent way too long on it, but they did it first. But I mean, you know, it's the first time. You gotta, there's kinks every first time. Right. Not like this podcast. 
<laughs> no, this is this is going great. Perfect. All right, what? Well, give me one of yours. <laughs> so my mine, I came at it from the standpoint of why is this movie a Criterion movie? Not so much what did this give, okay. more like why was it why chosen? Criterion? Why chose Criterion it? chose okay. it? Um. So, uh, this is kind of like a two part one, okay. but it's it's all kind of the same sort of thing. But it's foreign. It won foreign awards, but. No Academy Awards. Okay, so you think it's like paying its due or yeah, giving it its due? Yeah, like uh, all these other places liked it, and it was nominated for two Academy Awards. But it was like best costume and best some like oh, smaller really? ones. It wasn't because it it was nominated for the BAFTA, like the best oh, okay. motion picture on the for BAFTA, which is the British British Oscars. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's British Oscars and won a bunch of other foreign awards, but it did not win any Oscars. I'm like, that's probably why Criterion liked it. They're like, hey. Won a lot of foreign things. <laughs> it's got to be really good, so we'll give it a different thing. Okay. So that's one of my Criterion criteria. Oh, nice. Uh, so my second one, and we've we've touched on it quite a bit, was uh, awkward edits. <laughs> I feel like it's necessary for a Criterion movie to have an awkward edit, like uh, the, like the wipes. the wipes. Okay. I don't know if that. I, I think we'll be there'll be somewhere. You, well, but I feel like it has to be combined. It's not like just on its own awkward edits. It has to be combined with the foreign awards. So it won a lot of accolades, but it had really awkward edits. <laughs> okay, that's why I didn't win an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Take that, Kurosawa, who also co-wrote, edited, directed this movie, just did everything except star in it. Uh, yeah. He was probably a villager, though. He was probably one of the one of the dozen who ran over and stabbed a guy and then ran away. <laughs> um so this this is one of the movies that unfortunately uh this could be a reason what's the way to phrase this it it shows that the crazy director can sometimes be right yeah you you know like when you hear of like this is my vision and you're just like oh fuck yourself like i don't care (laughs) what your vision is you're spending eight times what we gave you you're a piece of shit you're not a good director if you can keep throwing money at it of course it's going to be better you yeah know. well of course it'll it'll be something else not necessarily better when you throw a lot of money yeah yeah well nowadays of yeah. course but you just the auteur the auteur whatever the word is of a director who had this all in his head and it still has a legacy now is a bummer for today because that means some people can get away with that it's like, I have a vision. Yeah. And then we get shit like, you know, Godzilla. Like, not the most recent one, but the, the Roland Emmerich one. Oh, God. From the 90s. Yeah. They spent like $200 million. Or John Carter. You know, it's like there's a, oh, I have yeah. a vision. And we have the story. You can't say, go fuck yourself because maybe. But David Fincher's getting that way too. But I think every once in a while, some of the movies aren't that great. Even though people say they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying so. to think of a good one that I feel like I just watched that was, like, pompous, kind of. <laughs> like, the Imitation Game? No. No, I never saw I haven't seen that one oh, yet. Um, rats. What did I just see? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, Inherent Vice? No, I haven't seen that one yet, either. <laughs> Joey, that's... Let me guess other movies you haven't seen. <laughs> well, okay, start with any sort of, like, uh, well-critically-acclaimed movie that uh, has been in the past four years... That's a good start. Okay. Uh, do you have a, th- a third? Um, I'm trying to think. I do. Um, but again, these are all, I combine these all together for the reason why it's a criteria. Okay. So, like, 
I'm like, does it have this in it? Does it have this in it? Or why do I think this is in it? But see, you can't use these again. Right. You can't be like, well, it's got foreign awards. I know. So it's going to be tougher for you to go from here. It's a challenge. I got to step up. I got to bring, I got to step up the next game. Okay. So overacting. Okay. Because there's a lot of overacting. And you're talking mostly about the drunk guy, aren't you? Uh, Him, but like other people too the villagers like all of the villagers had like this really sad especially like the the main ones that kept showing were all just like he had like a very stereotypical sad face i was gonna do it but then i realized that we're on a podcast <laughs> and people can't see it but thank you joey but it's, yeah it's the it's the sad version of the drama mask yeah every every com- single comedy and, look and like tragedy that. mask yeah it's the sad it's a cartoon sad face <laughs> and everybody had one it's an upside down bean shape like, yeah, <laughs> it's upside down banana. Uh, yelling or what is it? Wet and sad, a tale of yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Chrome domes, wet and sad, <laughs> tale Chrome of yelling. Chrome domes too. Wet and sad. Colon, a tale of yelling. <laughs> Chrome domes too. We got a towel. <laughs> that this, that would be a fun game to play. Is to give people our names and then see if they can guess which Criterion movie it is. <laughs> like we could we could tease the next one. On on Twitter or something before it posts like which uh, which movie are we watching next? Oh yeah, this one's called like Scissor Scissor Fist, <laughs> <laughs> comical scissoring. Yeah, well that's that's Seven Samurai. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. This is our first episode. We you know we'll keep feeling out the format. Yeah, uh, we'll probably it's, not pick a three and a half hour movie next time. Hopefully, um, I haven't checked the runtime for our, for 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 uh, crazy scissoring. Uh, our next a movie, tale of two sisters, <laughs> a tale of two scissors, <laughs> a tale of two scissors. Uh, our next movie is going to be Blue is the warmest color, uh, and we're going to use that as a palate cleanser. Uh, from <laughs> it'll be something. It'll be a modern thing. I think. I know this one is also long. I think it's like two and a half hours. Uh, it's slightly blue. Better is warmest uh, color. Uh, if you want to watch along, Blue's warmest color is available on Netflix, and then it's on Hulu Plus as well. I don't think Blue is. It's not. No. Oh, but between Netflix and Hulu Plus, you have a shitload of Criterion movies at your disposal, which is probably going to be the pool of which we draw from. Yeah. Because um, I'm not going to go hunt out DVDs of some of these things. Yeah, I'm definitely um, not. Uh, if you have Criterion movies you think we should look at, email us. Um, we don't have a fucking email. Mailbox at explosemagico.com. Hit us up there. You can hit us up on Twitter individually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at CarneyBS. And I'm Jay Reinish. Spell so. that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Good luck. Let us know what you uh, are wanting to hear uh, to un cinema educated guys talk about <laughs> to s- film un unfilmicated film enthusiasts film I, I i like the marvel movies <laughs> <laughs> and there it is <laughs> and it's not just because i worked on a couple it's i i fun. don't like most of the i would have seen them anyway i like i like guardians is great and i could not care about <laughs> thanks joey the other ones yeah it's because James Gunn and I are BFFs. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, Blue is the warmest colors up next. We'll see you next time on Criteria Knots. Don't have a sign off. No. Keep we- watching the stuff. Keep looking at the silver screen. We'll figure it out. Silver scream. That's uh, that's October. Octo- oh, this October one. Yeah. Okay, we'll bank that one for October, <laughs> and then we'll we'll. 
see you on the editing floor. No, that's when we wouldn't see him because it's cut out. Let's we'll see you on the the popcorn hole. <laughs> see. Bye.